and I am back. Still alive, still quarantined. World is burning down, but you know, it's okay. The NBA is gonna make a return July 31st. Um, yeah, I mean, things are getting crazy right now, you know, things burning down in LA. It's getting hectic, but um, that's not the point I was trying to make for this episode. Um, kind of want to talk about uh, the last dance. The last dance ended a few weeks back, um, episode nine to ten. Um, mainly he's gonna be talking about you know three series. Talks about the two series, the final series against the Utah Jazz. And talked about the Eastern Conference Finals that they were playing against the Indiana Pacers. So, you know, episode seven, you know, the main focus was the 1997 Finals. And it's pretty surprising that they actually got, you know, John Stockton to talk. You know, John Stockton is kind of underrated. People want to say he's overrated, but, you know, no, you know, John Stockton is a top five point guard of all time. He has two records that would be un. That would never be broken. I mean, this like the gap between second place from his records is it, just you know astronomical. Like it's, it's crazy. I mean, this dude has like what fifteen k assists or something, and like the next person has like like twelve k assists. What? <laughs> Damn. How man? It's like like that big of a gap, like. You would have to average like 13 assists like for your entire career, basically. I mean, that's what he did to even have a chance to break it. And like no one really um no one really plays that kind of play style anymore in a way where it's like you know, main ball handler, like true essential pass first point guard. I mean, a lot, a lot of this era is is mainly just score first kind of point guards right now. I mean, rarely do you have point guards average like ten assists anymore. Um, I mean, unless like what isn't Rubio like averaging like eight assists? He's like a pass four point guard. Um, you know, Steph Curry averages seven. Dame averages like seven. I mean, like it's like seven is like the barometer right now. I mean, CP CP's old. He's about to retire. He's probably averaging like what, like six six assists this year because he's sharing the ball with you know, you know, Gildress Alexander. I mean, like that that kind of point guard isn't sought out anymore. I mean, yeah, maybe like you know Ben Simmons is averaging like. A double double, I think, or maybe it's actually like high nine. But you know, other than that, like that kind of play style, it's uh, it's kind of going away and going to more of an offensive route because of how the NBA rules changing it to cater to the offensive side. Um, but I don't know. I can't think of any other players that play that kind of play style anymore, as of, on top of my head. But you know, they don't they don't interview. I guess Karl Malone like doesn't want to talk about it. I mean, there was that another interview where Karl Malone was talking about. I think it was like uh, another interview like a year ago when they asked him about Michael Jordan. He got kind of like 
he kind of got pissed off. Like he, he's like, you know, they asked him about that play. Talk to me about the game six finals in Utah when he stole the ball. Why? Why? Why do I have to? In you know the '98 play, but you know I'll I'll, I'll jump into that later on. But basically, 1997, you know, Jazz beat the Houston Rockets to go to the finals. And they, um, they they go face against the Bulls, and they it was really close that series. Like you know, game one, you know, Jordan hits the game winner. You know, game two, they um, I think Carmelo got got hot in one of those games, if I remember correctly. It was going back and forth. I mean, that series is pretty close in 1997. And then it goes to, you know, the flu game. And, you know, in my opinion, the flu game is quite possibly the greatest, like, sports performance basketball-wise you know, that I've ever seen. I mean, and it goes more in detail. I mean, people are surprised that, you know, like five guys show up with a pizza. And, you know, they kind of poison Michael Jordan with that pizza. I mean... It's not really new for those of people that have, you know, followed the the Bulls and they've looked into it. There's a lot of stories when people say that, you know, this guy got, you know, hung over. He was, you know, out late at night. I mean, like, there's a bunch of, like, interesting stories. Now, the five guys and one pizza going into Michael Jordan's, you know, hotel room and stuff. For they, I guess they're confirming it now that it is flu poisoning. It wasn't flu. And, you know, it's just to have the, the same dramatic effect. You know, you think about like, oh, man, this guy got food poisoning. The food poisoning game, like, that doesn't really roll off the tongue. You know, the flu game, uh, that, that rolls off the tongue way smoother. And, I mean, come on, dude. I mean, this dude drops almost 40 points. You know, with food poisoning. I mean, this guy put on one of the most ridiculous performances of all time. I mean, his sheer will to win the game, you know, while, you know, experience that kind of circumstances, it's it's insane, dude. Like, it's unheard of to try to, you know, run up and down that court, you know, sweating and already dehydrated. And just keep on keeping your fluids in, like, dude, like food poisoning. Like, you don't even want to, like, drink and stuff. I mean, this dude was just, just out of this world, man. He's, he's out of this world. It's like, it's like what, it's like what Stephon Marbury just says. Like, this dude's alien, bro. Like, this guy's out of this world. Like, Michael Jordan is, dude, he's insane. He's one, one of a kind, right? You know, 1997, they beat the Utah Jazz. Michael Jordan, you know, in this post-conference says that, you know, you know, we, you know, we deserve to have, we come back, have Phil come back to, you know, defend what's ours. And then, you know, fast forwards to 1998 against the Pacers. And, I mean, the Pacers were a great team, like, it's like what Jalen Rose said, you know, they have Reggie Miller, 
They had Rick Smith. They had, you know, Chris Mullen, you know, Mark Jackson, Davis Brothers. I mean, I mean they they were great. You know, of course, you know, during uh due to time constraints, you don't really see like the series go back and forth, back and forth. It just goes to, you know, it shows two two um two games at first. Shows the first game where, you know, they beat the, the Pacers, you know, game one. And then it'll go like forward to, you know, game three, where uh, Reggie, you know, famously shoves Michael Jordan out of the way and hits the game winning three. And it goes it zooms into that Larry Bird in a stone cold face where he's like he knows that you know it's not officially over because there's time left. And it shows, you know, Michael Jordan going for the game winner and it almost goes in. Now, if it went in, dude, that would have been one of the craziest game winners like ever. Like this dude double clutched it and almost made it. Basically. And after that, it fast forwards like to like game seven. See, it doesn't really show the trials and tribulation of, you know, Pacers coming back, Bulls, you know, coming back, and then none of the Pacers pulling it out again. And it goes goes forward again to game seven where you know the Pacers should have won. I mean they were up by fifteen, like like it just showed that, you know, the Bulls sheer, you know, sheer will and experience led them to the victory and going to the finals back again. I mean, you know, Pacers, like Reggie, like Reggie has bad luck, basically, when it comes to his career. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, this dude ran into Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan retires. He runs into Shaq and Kobe in the finals. And then in 2004, where that was like, might be the best Pacer team of all time. I mean, you have Reggie, you have you know, Jermaine O'Neal, and then you acquire, you know, Ron Artest, and he, who was the Defensive Player of the Year coming in from Sacramento, I believe. And then they had some solid supporting cast, though. I mean, Jermaine O'Neal was having, like, an MVP caliber year in 2004, and, dude, it all went, to drain, all went down the drain when Ron Artest got, you know, suspended. For the whole entire season, because he, you know, he whacked that fucking dude in the arena and mounts in the palace. So it was, it kind of sucked for Reggie. That that was basically his best chance to win the two to win the championship in two thousand four. Like they won, they probably would have won against you know the Lakers, and who knows what would happen. I mean, Reggie was still killing it. Um. They just didn't have enough. I think Pistons beat them in two on four, three to one. Is he three to one or three to two? And I mean, they basically retired Reggie right there, right then and there on on their home court, the Pacers' home court. And it was over. Sucks, man. I mean, Reggie, Reggie has bad luck, but. But, you know, moving on, you know, the Bulls meeting the uh, Jazz once again, you know, 1998. And, you know, a lot of people, 
don't know, but didn't know this, but you know, Scotty was having you know, back issues. I mean, Dennis Rodman wasn't even starting anymore. I mean, it was a lot of chaos going on in 1998 finals, but like I said, due to time constraints, they were skipping a lot of detail. Um, you know, Michael Jordan was, was experienced arthritis or tendonitis in his knees. I mean, he had a messed up finger from a broken knuckle. I mean, as you can see, the, if you see like certain pictures in 1998, you'll see like a, a wrap around his right finger, his index finger, right? I mean, I think there's an injury that happened in preseason, I believe, but you can't really find these sources anymore because, you know, as time goes on, like you see like the mythology of certain things get, um, how should I say this? They get amplified, basically, because a lot of stuff that was reported is it gets reported during like games from the announcers and stuff, and like they don't really, you know, you can't really find those articles anymore of you know what happened during those times. Like maybe you can find an archive.com, but it's really difficult. I mean. To see certain things. I mean, it's very, it was very hard to see, like, you know, in 1996, like, you know, Michael Jordan and Sky Pippen have back issues. Like, it took, like, a while just to find those articles. Like, like saying that they actually did have back issues. Like, they had, like, an issue, like, index. Index finger. I mean, the bulls are breaking down, like, physically. I mean, that means it's just a constant run of, you know, Greatness and you know, it's bound to like phys these guys are bound to physically break down. But you know, it goes to game one where Michael Jordan and company, you know, beat the Jazz. Um I think they beat him two zero. Jazz win three, game three, and they win game four. Bulls win game six, uh, game five, and then they proceed to the last game, game six, where, you know, you know, games on the line of three to up three to two. You know, Scotty can't play. He has to take a shot in the back just to stand on the court and play as a decoy. I mean, I mean, it was crazy. Like, dude, like this, like Scotty couldn't really do much. Like, he had to take a cortisone shot in the back just to. Just to play and going back and forth. He was getting out of the line of back and forth. And, you know, I hope people see, you know, the kind of stuff that, you know, what Michael Jordan went through in his finals run. Like, like people don't, people think that, oh, you know, the teams that he, he played in the finals, like, they weren't as good as, you know, modern day, like, era teams. Like, it's just a fallacy that, you know, they want to implement. Like, dude, the Jazz teams were great teams. Like, they're winning 60-plus. And for Jordan to, you know, to eliminate them with, you know, oh, Sky Pippen with back injury and back issues, while Jordan scores half of the points from the team, right? While experiencing, you know, tendonitis, um, 
No, a, a messed up shooting finger. Like all these things piling up just shows, you know, the sheer will and determination of how Michael Jordan said, you know, he wanted to win at any cost, right? And it didn't matter if Scottie Pippen, you know, got injured. It didn't matter if Dennis Rodman was wilding out and, you know, the NWO. And by the way, big dog, I just love the way you threw Malone around. Like a dish rack, you just beat a bomb, rock. Oh, like, like, he said, I don't care, right? When he steps on the court, the main goal, you know, is to win the game. It always has been. Basketball, the goal in basketball is, is always championship. I don't care, like, all these records that you, you know, that you break during the regular season, like, that's all good. That's all fine and dandy, right? But at the end of the day, you know, the postseason is where, you know, you make make your fame and you, your legacy. And that's why Michael Jordan did in game six where he hits the game-winning shot. I mean, dude, one of the greatest plays in the finals they showed was when he, um, when he steals the ball from Carmelo and, and, you know, Carmelo's back was turned. He didn't see Michael Jordan coming from the blind side. He snatches the ball, goes and hits the game winner, like, basically. I mean, dude, like, I mean, just think about it. Michael Jordan has, like, one of the most movie-like careers for basketball during the Bulls. Like, this dude hits a game winner. Like, if this guy doesn't come back from the Wizards, he his last shot is a game winner in the NBA Finals. Jordan! I mean, that's just crazy. Like, like, even Michael Jordan has said that he regretted, you know, coming back to the Wizards. Like, everything he's done, everything that he's done that, you know, that all his accomplishments have been with the Bulls. Like, the Wizards is just all icing on the cake, right? You know, it's like, it's like Tom Brady, like you know, on the Buccaneers. Like, uh, I mean, it, it, like all his compliment accomplishments are on the Patriots. Like, it's just icing on the cake now for the the Buccaneers. Like, no one's gonna even care. Probably if if he loses, no one's gonna care. Like, hey, he's like forty something, right? Like, like whatever. Like, Michael Jordan is you know, in his forties in the Wizards. That that's not Michael Jordan. You know, that's just an old man. You know. That's just old man Michael Jordan. That is not, you know, the black cat. That's not Air Jordan from the Bulls, right? Like everything is icing on the cake of what was what is on was considered an illustrious career. I mean, you know, Jerry Krause, like Jerry Krause, Jerry Reinsdorf, you know, breaking up that team. It's crazy. I mean, these guys didn't really want to pay, pay these guys because of, of what they're due. They're like, oh, we have to rebuild. I mean, even Michael Jordan's face says it all. Like, dude, like, you know, Jerry Ryan's was full of shit, right? Like, like it was just a hectic season, and for them to come up win on top of that, 
it's just crazy. It's crazy stuff. You know, following that season shows that shows everyone getting traded. You know, Steve Kerr gets traded. What to uh, San Antonio? No. Yeah, he gets traded to San Antonio. And Scotty gets traded to Houston. Well, Dennis gets traded, I think. You know, Tony Kukoc remaining on the team that he gets. I think he signs with the either the Sixers or the Bucks in the next coming years. It was around that. It was either those two teams. I mean, you know, Michael Jordan comes back, retires. You know, some speculated that, you know, he retired because his, you know, his shooting, his, one of his fingers in his shooting hand gets cut by a cigar cutter. I mean, there's a lot of speculation. But at the end of the day, you know, the front office, you know, pushed out Michael Jordan. Um, but, I mean, overall, you know, the last dance was a great series. It kind of showed off everything of, you know, the Bulls run. You know, ending it off with the 1998 finals. I mean, what can you say? It's still the highest rate of finals of viewership of all time. It's been like over 20 years already. I mean, that's, that is saying something. I mean, even with all the streaming and viewership that the NBA gets, like, dude, still doesn't doesn't beat the 1998 finals viewership. I mean, that's just insane. I mean, that's just the global presence of Michael Jordan. And kind of wanted to move on to another thing um, about people considering it the last dance like a puff piece for Michael Jordan. So for me, um, I feel like it's not even a puff piece. Like, dude, like people are just complaining, just complain. Like, for people who think it's a puff piece, the reason why they're thinking that is because, you know, a lot of the younger generation that hasn't seen Michael Jordan, they were kind of expecting, like, dude, this guy to be some kind of dictator or, like, some kind of tyrant behind-the-scenes stuff, like, like, dude, this guy, like, people were at calling Michael Jordan an asshole and stuff. Like, okay, sure, he's an asshole, but, you know, what else? Like, did he do, like, other stuff that was, like, even more crazy? I mean, he's got to take into the fact the, the era that they were in. Like, it was very different. Like, people want to say, like, hey, you know, he punched Steve Kerr in the face. I mean, they're omitting the fact that Steve Kerr punched Michael... Michael Jordan in the chest, like, and then Michael Jordan retaliates. He hauls off and hits me in the chest, and I just haul off and hit him right in the fucking eye. So, you know, people like, you know, Rachel Nichols, like, they don't, they don't say, you know, the full story. They just say, like, headline stuff, like, oh, Michael Jordan punched Steve Kerr in the face. Like, okay, like, they just want to, like, omit certain facts just to push a narrative. I mean, people think, you know, people think this is a puff piece because they wanted to break down Michael Jordan, like push him off his pedestal, being the greatest of all time. I mean, that's how I see it. Like a lot of like these LeBron fanboys or any other fanboys are just trying to find any other reason to nitpick 
you know, Michael Jordan just to push and elevate LeBron James to the greatest of all time. I mean, that's just how I see it. I mean, the, the last dance basically shows, like, everything. Basically shows everything that's going on. And a lot of this stuff is not even new information. I mean, there's certainly information, like, a little bit. And this confirmation of, of, of what, you know, the flu game, of it being flu poisoning. Um, I mean, that's what I can think of. Like, other than that, like, just, like, a little bits and pieces of, like, certain extra detail. But everything's been shown already from the 1990 Bulls. Like, that era of Bulls, that's been covered heavily because they were the most, you know, covered team in NBA because of Michael Jordan. Like, Michael Jordan's star power is just that great, right? I mean, what else? What else are they gonna they gonna try to nitpick on? I mean, what they're nitpicking like Michael Jordan's on snitching or something? I mean, that that's different too. I mean, even that is different. Like, like Horace Grant is trying to say that you know Michael Jordan snitching. Well, Michael Jordan came on rookie year and was trying to say he was trying to put the message out that basically the Bulls were a bottom team. Full of cokeheads, dude. And when he came to the team, he transformed it into what led to be, you know, one of the greatest dynasties, if not the greatest dynasty teams of all time, right? I mean, all it takes is one transforming a player to change everything from bottom to top. And that's what Michael Jordan was. I mean, people want to nitpick, like, oh, they didn't show, like, certain games or, like, I don't know. Certain games like Scottie Pippen or like Tony Kukoc or like all these other players contributing, like, like it's just semantics basically. Like, dude, like just one game. I mean, you can't really show all these games due to time constraints, right? Like, do they do more of these players deserve credit? And yeah, sure, you know, sure they do. You know, Tony Kukoc should have been portray way more than Steve Kerr. I mean, the only reason Steve Kerr is in, like, the poster and in in this documentary more is because, one, dude, he's the Golden State Warriors coach. Like, people know who this guy is, right? He's, you know, famous for the last championship run, the Golden State Warriors. I mean, that's basically it. Steve Kerr has always been a role player, right? He's been a journeyman, basically. He's been to a bunch of teams, you know, it's, you know, Cleveland Cavaliers, you know, goes to the Bulls, he goes to the Spurs, he goes to the Portland Trailblazers. I mean, this guy's like a journeyman, basically. So, I mean, it's basically like Kyle Korver, like, dude, like, he just goes all around, you know, a bunch of teams, like, you know, as their three-point specialist. Like, you know, so what? Like, so what? Like, the last dance picture, the original picture, like, Steve Kerr's not even in the original picture, right? I mean, that's just them pushing another narrative. Like, you know, hey, like, look. Look, guys, you know, this is Steve Kerr. You know, Golden State Warriors and Chicago Bulls champions. Like, yeah, whatever's, bro. Like, whatever's, man. I mean, another issue that 
would be, you know, the Scottie Pippen issue. I mean, dude, like Scotty, Scotty was accurately portrayed. Like, how can you be upset about facts? Like, like people want to say, oh, you know, hey, you know, this is just pushing up Michael Jordan where it brings down Scotty. No, it doesn't. You know, Michael Jordan in the first two episodes have already said that my greatest teammate is Scotty Pippen. Like, there is. Whenever they speak Michael Jordan, they should speak Scotty Pippen. And everybody says, well, I won all these championships. But I didn't win without Scottie Pippen. And, you know, that's why I consider him my best teammate of all time. Like, there is no championships while Scottie Pippen. I mean, dude, Michael Jordan has always given credit to Scottie. So I don't know. I don't know what's up with Scottie, dude. Like, why is he pissed? Like, dude, those are just facts. Like, you are accurately portrayed. Like, what's there to be upset about? Like, are you upset that you didn't want to, you weren't given more highlights or something? Like, like, dude, like, people know, people who follow the Bulls know that Sky Pippen's always been a great player, you know, top 50 player of all time. Top five, basically, secondary player on a championship team, probably of all time. I mean, you know, in my opinion, these two are the greatest duo of all time. Like, like, Scotty, like, you you get all the credit already, and dude, I don't understand like what's up, with Scotty. And then Horace, like Horace Grant, I thought Horace Grant did snitch on uh, on the team of uh, Sam Smith because the reason why like people wanted to um, people were, the reason why Michael Jordan was blaming Horace Grant is because in the book The Jordan Rules. Sam Smith basically has a message for Horace Grant, you know, talking about thanking him. And he was portrayed in a good light in that book. So, like, there's a lot of issues going on with the, that night, the Jordan Rose book because I believe Phil Jackson did, was also a source of snitching to Sam Smith. And there's a lot, a lot of, you know, behind the scenes stuff between Michael Jordan and Phil Jackson has been talked about as well, but you know, can't really can't really put it all into just ten episodes if you really want to go to nitpick each and every detail of certain things. But dude, the last thing accurately portrays Michael Jordan's career. I mean, how are you puff piecing what is reality? I mean this is is all the stuff has already happened. Like, what's there to nitpick about? Like, dude, you're just playing semantics right now. The Last Dance was great. Possibly the greatest sports doc of all time. And dude, it's not even a documentary, basically. It's just it's just a summary. It's just a summary of what happens. I guess you can say it's a documentary, but you know, not really a true documentary, but yeah, whatever's, you know. Whatever's man. I mean, it's Michael Jordan stuff. It was great, you know. Just gave gave a little bit more insight, and hopefully, hopefully, this ends the fucking goddamn go conversation for fucking fucking goddamn basketball, I mean, dude. Like, you really see everything going down in the last dance, and like, come on, bro. Like, there's no comparison, bro. That's just how I feel. You know, another interesting thing that um, 
I guess you could say happened uh, a while back was, you know, the popular debacle with uh, LeBron James. And, you know, I just feel like, dude, like, like, who cares? Like, people are always overreacting to what popular says, but, dude, like, boy, like, people can't have opinions anymore, I guess. Like, everything is shut down nowadays. Like, people. Like, people can't argue back. Like, I've, I've seen, like, certain things when it comes to, like, you know, and these arguments of who's the best player, who's top five, and all that. There's one thing I've noticed that uh, certain people, certain people, and they just can't argue. Like, they just say a lot of random stuff that leads to nowhere, and then they start yelling over people, and then they start yelling over each other. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Like, dude. Paul Pierce thinks that LeBron James is not top five. I mean, yeah, so what? Like, can you, like, make a counter-argument against that? Like, don't need to shout, you know, over certain players. It's like, you know, in first take, right? Like, you see Jay Williams. You see, like, what Dominique Foxworth, Kendrick Perkins, like, debating against Max. And I don't know why is it three versus one, but... <clears throat> But it's weird that like every time Max talks, like like you see like all these facial like expressions that the other guys do. I mean, it's like it's getting kind of out of hand, right? Like, like dude, like relax, bro. Like, just making a goddamn counter argument of of what you believe in, and just move on, dude. I mean, I mean, Paul Pierce relayed out the fact of what he thought should be in top five, right? I mean, he thought, you know, it's about championships and all that all that stuff. He had Kobe in top five. <clears throat> and, like, dude, like, is it really that bad that LeBron James not in, you know, his top five or in anyone else's top five? For people to say that LeBron James easily top five due to, you know, blank, right? And when people would counter argue, you know, no, he's not because of blank, like people get like super offended. Like, dude, relax, bro. Like, relax, bro. Like, people can't have an opinion anymore or what? Like, people had to follow like certain narratives, like portrayed by ESPN, you know, undisputed, and, like on get up. Like, dude, relax, bro. Relax. I mean, you can you have plenty of players that would take like certain players over, you know, certain players because of reasons, right? You know, Reggie Miller would, you know, would choose what Larry Bird over LeBron James in their prime, if I remember correctly. I don't know. I don't remember the context of it. It might have been due to clutchness or whatever. Oh, I gotta go with Larry Joe. I gotta go with Larry Joe. In today's rules, you can't yeah. touch them. Yeah. Like certain players, you know, Larry Bird would take what, Kobe over LeBron. This was during, like, before when LeBron even won a championship. Like, dude, like, hey, if I want to win, I'm going Kobe. Like, like so what? Like, who else? Joel Embiid said the greatest of all time was Will Chamberlain because of such and such. Like, yeah, bro, like, dude, at the end of the day, if you believe in something and you have an argument, like, dude, make your case 
and then move on once people you know make a counter argument you then you counter argument like so what bro basketball has always been about you know you know these comparisons right of certain things like you don't have to take into account into face value of what other people believe in i mean what do you believe in right like some people believe dude i'll fucking know some people believe you know will chandler's the greatest of all time like yeah okay like so what some people believe you know kareem is the greatest of all time like make your case and then move on bro i saw him saying like you know, at least, you know, at least, you know, argue it, argue it, at least argue and then present your case. And then if people, you know, disagree, they disagree, dude. There's no need to like, there's no need to basically just shut people down because you believe in a certain fact that you believe is to be true, but it might not even be true at all. It's getting ridiculous, bro. And I think I should, that should do it. Um, you know, with more sports stuff coming up, it's probably gonna be it's probably be at Disneyland, huh? It's gonna be fucking weird. Disneyland and basketball in one court. I hope they don't do that one through sixteen bullshit. Like, dude, it's fucking ridiculous, right? I mean, if you think about it, bro, the Lakers have the easiest finals are up to the play to the finals like the easiest man i mean the only competition they're gonna play against is the rockets and that's in the second round then you have the bucks and then you have the clippers going to what would be considered the western conference and the lakers would be considered in the eastern conference it's just it's just ridiculous if you ask me i mean dude just keep it just keep it west versus east bro who cares man I mean, if they want to experiment this stuff, um, I'm not really going to be a fan of it. I mean, it's going to be ridiculous. I mean, dude, it kind of screws a lot of teams over, bro. Even with this term style for the A spot, it's going to screw a lot of teams over. But we'll see. I mean, it's going to be further discussion. I, hope, I think Mark Cuban is going to get screwed out the most because the, the Mavericks are like on the seventh spot and they're like, like nine games up from the eighth spot. So if they put seven to twelve in a tournament style, that's gonna piss off fucking Mark Cuban. But you know, just wanna say for everyone listening, thank you very much for listening. You know, stay safe out there. I guess coronavirus people don't care anymore because they're just looting and you know, burning shit down, but uh, it is what it is, bro. Uh, so I'll take care. I'll see you later. Peace out.